Say it like you mean it. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, God bless you. You may have a seat. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> this is Marcus Hall. I am your host for this episode of, and all the episodes of, the Kingdom Project Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, what are we going to do here? Let's uh, Let's take a look. I wanted to actually talk about Jesus for a moment. Well, this is, I want this to be a, a, a smaller or a shorter episode and actually talk about the deity of Christ, which uh, I, I have addressed before, saying Jesus was the hypostatic unit, 100% man, uh, 100% God. He was 100% God always, um, as always, always, forever. <laughs> From the very beginning to the very end, all in between, he added humanity, mankind, to his divinity, to the deity of who he was. He never stopped existing while a man, so he was not a man that was just 100% obedient to God. Therefore, he did the things that he did and um, solely empowered by... um, the Holy Spirit, but he um, he was dependent on that, but he never ceased to be uh, God eternally and who he was. So instead of going down the whole things of the heresies and whatnot like that, um, I wanted to uh, just mention a, a few things about Jesus and his understanding of of his own deity okay so um because you can have scriptures um given and people will still challenge some of those even when they they clearly teach they clearly teach the deity of christ um um and this would be not in the Gospels. The scriptures um, would be in John and in Romans and Philippians and Titus and Hebrews and uh, Peter uh, or Second Peter. Uh, but so those are challenged. And so some say that Jesus never claimed to be God, that those verses were written by his disciples who deified him because of the impact that he had on their lives. Um, so Jesus, it is claimed... Um, saw himself as a great moral teacher um, on a par with other religious leaders. Um, But you will see Jesus' understanding of his own deity in the Gospels so that you cannot support that perspective when it's given. He clearly saw himself as God, and we can see it in... Uh, six ways. Jesus taught with divine authority. He had a unique relationship with God the Father. He His favorite self-designation was the title Son of Man. 
His teachings emphasized his own identity. He received worship and he equated himself with the Father. So, a good point on the first one. Uh, when you look, when you read the Sermon on the Mount, uh, you will see that the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one who had authority, and not as their scribes. What does that mean? Because today we'll talk about teaching and preaching with authority. It's not the same, though, as this. They're thinking that he had some, he was stern, maybe stern in his teaching, the way he presented it. But no, uh, because you have to look at what was going on, all right? The teachers of the law in those days, in Jesus' day, they had no authority of their own. Uh, their, th- their authority came from their use of earlier authorities all right so even moses and the uh, old testament prophet prophets and authors did not speak in their own authority but would say this is what the lord says all right but jesus he shows up and interprets the law by saying you have heard that it was said but i say to you Okay, this is divine authority. This divine authority is shown with its staggering clarity when he speaks of himself as the Lord (laughs) by saying these things. And then he speaks himself as the Lord who will judge the whole earth and will say to the wicked or the, uh, the, um, the, the false prophets in Matthew 7, I never knew you depart from me. You're workers of lawlessness. This clearly shows his divine authority and that he is God. He's not just a man in complete obedience to God. This is him as God in human nature uh, or the likeness of human nature. He comes in the likeness of humanity. He doesn't come as humanity. He comes in the likeness of humanity, just as we are created in the likeness of God. So... Um, that, that's divine authority there. Um, so the crowds are amazed at the authority in which he spoke and he, he himself, Jesus recognized that his words carried that divine weight. He acknowledged the, the permanent authority of the law. And then he puts his, his words on an equal plane with it. Uh, so that's clear. That should be clear. All right. Now, then it's, then it goes to his unique relationship with, with the father. Um, you, you see him as a, a, a boy at the temple and he's amazing people with answers there. So again, uh, the divine authority there. Um, and then, and then when his parents come, because they had lost lost him in the caravan on the way home, he he's uh, he says, "Did you not know that I must be in my father's house?" So his reference to God as his father would have been a super radical statement of this actual unique intimate relationship with God, um, in which he was fully aware of and fully conscious of. 
um, a reference, such a reference like this by an individual was actually unprecedented in Jewish literature. Jesus took this unique personal address to another level by referring to God the Father using the um, affectionate Aramaic expression Abba. So that's point number two. Point number three is that it seems that his favorite title was Son of Man. And the phrase, a son of man, that's a son, a son of man, could mean merely a human being. But Jesus refers to himself as the Son of Man. This implies the unique, well-known Son of Man, which indicates that he sees himself as the Messiah, as the, the prophesied messianic son of man that is in Daniel chapter 7, who is to rule over the whole world for all of eternity. Um, in Daniel 7, uh, uh, 13 and 14. And he, he establishes his divine authority as, as this messianic Son of Man, by declaring that he has the power to forgive sin and that he is the Lord of the Sabbath. Uh, <laughs> this is this is in Mark too. Uh, so, and all these things are freaking people out. Um, the 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 Jewish leaders. This is why they want to kill him. Um, because he's claiming his, his, who he is as God. Um, his teachings, also the fourth point, is that he emphasized his own identity uh, uh, in his teachings. He came teaching the kingdom of God, and in those teachings, he's the king. Um, it dealt with many topics and, and parables and all that, but the centrality was always about him. It was about himself. And when you have him asking the question to his disciples, but who do you say that I am? That's really the ultimate question of his ministry, that he is king, he is Lord, he is God. So there, there's that. <laughs> And then uh, the fifth point is that he received worship, um, which would have been probably um, just as radical as claiming to be the Messiah. Um, But this was demonstration of showing his belief that he was God. Um, It would be in the fact that when when he was worshiped, he accepted that that worship if jesus had not known or believed that he was god um he would have rejected being worshiped um paul and paul and barnabas does this in in acts uh, at uh lystra so um that you have this monotheistic jew like jesus accepting worship from other 
monotheistic Jews shows that Jesus knew that he possessed his divine identity. And the last, uh, the last one, uh, the last point was that he equated himself with the father. Um, that, that which led the Jewish leaders to accuse him of blasphemy. And this, uh, this is why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him. You can, this is throughout John, uh, the gospel of John. Um, but one, one, uh, one example is in John eight fifty eight and 59, where he says, truly, truly, I say to you before Abraham was, I am, uh, this is a clear allusion to the, the divine name of Yahweh. Um, and so they, they picked up stone, uh, stones to throw at him there. Um, then he says in, uh, in John 10 30, uh, that I and the father are one. And so, and it's, it's over and over again. All right. So, so you have Jesus showing or claiming his deity and his divinity and knowing that it was God, that he was not emptied. He was not just a man. Um, he knew who he was and that he added humanity to his divine nature uh so the the implications of christ's deity um is that god uh because jesus is god then the following things are true that god can be known personally in christ and redemption is possible and has been accomplished in him and Christ is risen, ascended, and enthroned in in Christ, risen, ascended, and enthroned, that we have the sympathetic high priest who has a omnipotent power to meet our needs. He's our mediator. And worship of and obedience to Jesus is appropriate and necessary. Okay. So there's that. All of that. Um, and like I said, there's the kenosis um, thing that says he was just a man. There was um, Iranianism, I believe is what it's called. It was pretty much the same thing. And it was, there's uh, Ebionism and adoptionism as well. Uh, these were his, uh, these heresies or historical misunderstandings of his deity. Um, that one was the actual, uh, the Ebionism or adoptionism was the earliest and the most, uh, radical denial of the deity. And it was taught by a small Jewish Christian sect in the first century. Actually, they believed that the power of God came on a just came on a man named Jesus to enable him to fulfill the messianic role, but that, that Christ was not God. Um, and then, then there was from the fourth century and on, we're seeing more of it today was, uh, Arianism, uh, kenosis stuff, which denied the, the eternal fully divine nature of Christ and so on. So I give these examples in theology, um, or Christology of the understanding of Jesus to show that Jesus understood his own deity and 
And those arguments stack up against any other arguments that say, no, he didn't, he never claimed it, or he wasn't divine, he was just a man. So those are six points that can argue and um, debate or be apologetic towards anyone who says differently. All right. Well, thanks for thanks for listening. Share this if you found it to be informational or edifying. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Uh, subscribe. Leave a review. Anything you want to talk about, shoot me an email at the Kingdom Project Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the group discussion page on Facebook and interact with uh, me and other listeners. Until next time, be a mustard seed, be leaven. Thanks for listening.